You are listening to the Icehouse Podcast, hosting conversations with gritty Kiwi business owners and leaders and industry-leading minds. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Icehouse Podcast. My name is Briar, and I'm the community manager here at the Icehouse. And today I am in the Parnell co-working space with Joe Roberts. He is fairly new to the team, although it feels like you have been here forever. You kind of have. We'll get into that soon. <laughs> um, he is the senior marketing specialist here at the Ice House, and we thought it was about time to get to know him a bit better. Uh, so thanks heaps for being on the podcast today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. No worries. We like to start with some quick fire. Cool. Coffee order. Um, if I'm feeling good, just a straight long black. If I'm feeling a little bit sad, an Americano with a bit of pouring cream in it. Oh, the cream, eh? Yep, it's a it game changer. <laughs> yeah. When you're most productive? Um, quite often, either really early in the week or really later in the week, and usually in the afternoons. So I'm not much of a morning person, but I, if I'm going to work like more than my hours, that's usually in the afternoon rather yep. than coming in early. Yeah, awesome. On the other side of that, when are you most relaxed? When I'm at home in New Plymouth at my parents' place. It's this little haven I guess you feel really disconnected from everything and you've got the dogs and you've got the view and you've got the pool it's just very very calming awesome yeah Yeah. that sounds dreamy Mm. if you could invite one person to dinner classic question dead or alive who would it be it would probably be my mum's dad and that's purely because I never got to meet him Um, he's my one grandparent that I never got to meet Mm. Um, I've only really heard of him or experienced him through even my mum was five um, when he passed away, so wow. probably my my granddad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's special. That'd be super interesting. That's special. I like that. If you if you were to write a book tomorrow, what would it be? What would it be about? Um, I don't quite know if I'm honest. Like, I guess I always really enjoyed history at high school, so mm. possibly something history wise. Yeah. Um, and. Maybe it's a history book about something in Taranaki because I'm super passionate about New Plymouth and Taranaki and I really enjoy history. So maybe something across those two. Awesome. I like that. So you grew up in New Plymouth. Yeah. You've just done another stint there, right? And you've moved back up to Auckland. How are you feeling? It's good. It's good. It's different. (laughs) (laughs) I had a taste of the small town life again and um, really enjoyed it. I guess there's there's, there's two sides to that as well, obviously. Um, Career-wise, it's very different. Yeah. Um, but for my own well-being and for my own life, those two years back in New Plymouth were just so valuable. Mm-hmm. It was straight out of the back of COVID, yeah. uh, where my cup was feeling pretty empty, um, and there was an opportunity to go work with my mum, which I've always wanted to do. She's a, um, a business owner, has been for 20 years now, wow. um, and she was needing some help in her business, and I was like, this is a perfect opportunity. I could go back, I could um, spend time with my friends, spend mm-hmm. time with my grandparents, um, and the role as well, um, not in marketing, which is what I do now, but it was a really, really meaty role that mm-hmm. kind of let me cut my teeth on a whole bunch of different things. Um, so it was like a good career move for me as well as being a good um, personal well-being move. Yeah, you yeah. can't beat that. It's the good stuff. Yeah. Would love to dive that little bit deeper and ask this very open-ended question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Joe? Explain. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a marketer um, at my 
heart, at my core, I'm a small town boy. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm really passionate about Taranaki. Anyone who's worked with me will know that. Um, I'm a people person. Uh, so probably against the, the grain a little bit <laughs> than people from my generation. I love being in an office. That's in particular why I love the shared space because you get the benefit of being around your colleagues, but also a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like water cooler chat. Like mm. that's, that's a um, big energizer for me uh, when I'm working. Um, I'm a family person. I'm really close with my family. Um, when I was younger, I spent a bit of time overseas. So um, my sister was my best friend when mm-hmm. I was like five to 10. Um, I've always been close with my parents. And I guess at my core, I'm a person who's highly motivated by purpose mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, not so much money or um, those kind of measures of success mm. but yeah feeling like I'm doing good is um, is really important to me mm. was it always that way like um, or was there a moment where you were like purpose is so important to me I think before I really understood what purpose was yeah um, it wasn't a, a motivator uh, and it wasn't really until I did my first stint at the ice house uh, that I understood what purpose was. Before that, my jobs were just jobs. Yeah. Um, it was at a, a supermarket and then it was at a manufacturing company, which is, they have values, but yeah. um, it's not really, you're not living the values. Mm. Um, whereas when you come to the ice house and you understand, A, they have the values up on the wall, yeah. B, they're well thought out, um, and C, they genuinely live them uh, and weekly if not daily you kind of hold yourself up to those values Mm. uh, and judge what you're doing against that um, which is super motivating Uh, and it's also you see the impact of what you're doing the hours that you put in and the effort that you put in you see the output of that um, in the conversations that you have and the stories that you hear and the people that you meet Mm. which is so motivating It's, it's, it's unbelievable so yeah prior to the ice house I didn't really know what purpose was now I do mm-hmm. and now I don't know if I could work in an organization that doesn't have a really strong purpose at its core and that's probably you know somewhat limiting to my um, potential earnings possibility mm. um, but I kind of hope that um, the the tide at the moment is um, yeah purpose drives profit mm. I guess yeah I'm hoping that's that, that's that, that's where things are gonna go so um, yeah, yeah, that's really powerful. Yeah. Completely agree, and I think it's a nice uh, next step to talk about your full career journey. What does yeah. that look like? And you know, you mentioned that when you first worked for the Ice House, you're back. Yeah. Um, yep. How did that all take place? Yeah. So I went to university down in uh, Wellington and studied um, a BCom with a major in marketing and a minor in international business. Didn't really know what I wanted to do when I went to university Mm. um, but kind of just muddled my way through there um, and came out with a degree at the other end um, which was super a worthwhile process in terms of um, learning to commit to something learning how to learn um, all of those kind of things Mm. um, and kind of figuring out who I was Um, and then moved up to Auckland for my first job in marketing which I said was at a manufacturing company um, door handles specifically Mm -hmm. um, which is not every marketer's dream (laughs) but Uh, It was a really good insight into um, the world of marketing, I guess. So we got to uh, 
um, work on a whole bunch of different areas because they sold direct to consumer, they worked with supermarkets, they worked with, um, like we sold our parts into other people's products, so kind of OEM production mm -hmm. stuff and that relationship, um, and a lot of distributors, so. If you can market a door handle, you can market <laughs> yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one wants to think about door handles. Um, and then from there, it was actually um, Brooke Roberts um, from Sharesies mm. who sent me the Ice Houses way and said I was kind of looking for my next career move. Wait, hold she, fire. Are you guys related? Yeah, she's my oh Leighton's my cousin. Oh wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So I was kind of I was out with I was down in Wellington at the time I think. Um, and we went out for a drink with them and I said I was kind of looking for my next career move and she mentioned the Ice House as a really cool organisation um, and that I should have a squiz there and I jumped on the website and they had a job going, cool. um, applied and very rapidly I was in the Ice House, in the space. Very um, cool. I was there for three years, which is um, for me at 20, how old was I, 23, 22, was a really long stint mm. um, in a job. Yeah. And... Beyond that, um, I was looking for my next move, and at the time, the Ice House didn't have that next step for me, um, and so I went off to trade me for a couple of years, mm -hmm. again in the B2B space, um, again, a company that is quite values-driven. Yeah. Um, you know, they're sometimes by their B2B customers seen as the necessary evil because they're such a big company and they're so critical to businesses that they work with in New Zealand. Um, but again, we knew at our core that we were providing a good service and a good product. Yeah. Um, and I guess I was almost a COVID casualty through that. Um, personally, I mm -hmm. left the job. Um, but I think I was, like I said before, um, my cup was just empty from being in Auckland. At that point, I'd been in Auckland for seven years. Mm -hmm. um, and I just needed some time around family and um, I needed a change. And so that's when I went back and worked in my mum's business. Yeah, great. So it's an interesting thing going from working at the Ice House, which supports SMEs, to going and working in an SME and yes. kind of um, seeing all that stuff that we talk about um, realised, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I was there for two and a half years. Um, she works in a kind of financial advice type firm. Um, and kind of helped them through a really big regulatory change. Mm -hmm. um, and then I missed marketing. I wanted to get back into marketing. I saw on LinkedIn actually mm -hmm. that um, the Ice House was looking for someone in this role and I flicked them a message and said, I'd be quite interested in coming back and here I am. Very cool. Yeah, it's a good role in terms of being a step up for me, but also um, yeah. familiar enough that I feel like I've landed on my feet quite quickly, yeah. which is cool. So it works for the company, works for me. And yeah, it's awesome being back. Yeah, so cool. And like you said, you know, you got to a place in your first stint with the Ice House where there was a, no natural next step and then you went somewhere else Then a couple of years later that that perfect step came up for you to be able to step into a more senior position, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm. And I think that is um, a really good example of the importance of leaving a job well yes. as well. If, I, you know, you burn bridges when you leave, you don't know... Um, in that time, it might not be the right role for you, but in a year, three years, five years, ten years, it might be. Mm -hmm. um, and keeping those relationships open, for me, has proven to be really valuable. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll always try and do that, leave on the best terms. Yeah, totally. Mm. 
Cool. And you're already bringing so much to the culture and team. It's, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I really mean that. Yes. I'm going on record to say it, so it must be true. <laughs> so, no, but you really are. It's pretty, pretty awesome. What is one thing that you wish you knew at the start of that career journey you've just sort of unpacked? Um, to stick up for myself. Mm, good um, I think when I first started my career, I didn't believe that I held any value. Mm. I was like, I'm a... I'm an empty notebook, like yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming to, to learn things. Um, and that is true. You know, you've only got what you studied practically mm. at that point. There's very little like, life experience you have or job experience you have. But I guess in hindsight, there's value in naivety mm. when coming into a company or coming into a role. And I don't think that disappears over time, but I think that's um, especially relevant earlier in your career. Um, where you come into an organisation and you don't have any preconceptions about what should happen or what is the norm, or yeah. um, so you kind of just um, you just chase things, yeah. and you think what you, you you say what you think is right, and you try and do stuff, and you're you're tenacious, um, and I, yeah, I think there's, there's there's value in that, and um, yeah, backing the idea that you it might not be the traditional sense of value that you bring to a first role, mm. but you definitely bring value. Yeah, um, and a good company will understand that. Um, yeah, a fresh set of eyes on what they're doing is not challenging for the sake of challenging. It's an opportunity to kind of stress test what you're doing and mm-hmm. and, and have you re- either reinforce your values and reinforce what you believe to be the norm, um, or give you an opportunity to change. Yeah. Have you seen that growth since the first time you worked at the Ice House and now in terms of? backing yourself more yeah I think I probably back myself in rather than backing myself in everything that I do back mm-hmm. myself in the right areas yes <laughs> so yeah, I'm, nice. a, I'm a little bit probably more measured and mm-hmm. um where I'll give my opinion yeah. and and understanding um what's worthwhile me pursuing yeah. um as well as probably having a better grasp on not wanting to come in and change everything yeah like make my mark yeah like the ice house isn't broken yeah. i don't need to fix it there's <laughs> yeah. opportunities to improve it as there is everywhere yeah um, but i'm not coming in as a fixer i'm coming in to double down on the 20 something years mm. of work that's happened um and yeah so i'm probably more measured in how i approach that yeah yeah what shows that like maturity and growth as well i hope so yeah. <laughs> you've kind of through this conversation, mentioned it already, but what motivates you to get up in the morning, especially not being a morning person? Yeah, <laughs> well, usually it's my dog who Ruby. needs to get up for a wee at 5am. <laughs> oh, um, but that's, that's okay. <laughs> um, other than that, like I said, it's purpose. Mm. Um, it's so easy, or I shouldn't say it's so easy, it's much easier to get up in the morning and go and put in a really good shift mm. um, when you have a grasp on the greater good. Uh, that you're working towards um, and you feel like um, the work that you're doing is going to have kind of a net positive outcome yeah that's that's kind of it for me yeah yeah totally because moving from New Plymouth back up to Auckland is a massive call and so yeah um, it's cool to know that you're moving to something that has some so much value and purpose behind it um that's great. Having that uh, SME experience like we talked about in your family business, super valuable. Yeah. Uh, especially when working at the Ice House. What did you learn from that experience that you can now 
or, or that supports your role today? Yeah. Um, I think at the Ice House, we talk a lot about the idea that for business owners, it's personal. Mm. And I didn't, I understood it, but I didn't really understand it. Mm. Um, kind of working with my mum, which I should say was like one of the greatest pleasures of my life. It was so much fun working with mum. Cool. Um, you do take more weight on every decision that you make when it's family. Yes. And that does take a toll. Um, even silly things like spending a little bit of money. Yes. Whether it's yeah. like a couple hundred bucks on your on a new chair. You're like, in a normal job, you're like, I just need a chair. Mm. But when it's your mum's business, you're kind of spending your mum's money. So I'm like, do I really need it? Mm. Whereas you shouldn't be thinking that much about decisions like that. And for me, it took a long time to get my head around that idea mm. to not get so granular in things. Um, and having tough conversations is way tougher. Mm. Like we speak about courageous conversations. Yeah, That's all well and good. Courageous conversations when it's a conversation with your mum. Yeah. <laughs> That's very different. Yes. Um, and I think that we had a, we managed that really well around making sure that our relationship as mum and son was first and foremost and prioritised. Um, but I can totally see how that becomes really challenging. Mm, in, totally. In, in, in particular in tough times, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it goes to a whole nother level, eh, when it's family business. And you see at the Ice 100%. House, yeah, those dealing with succession planning <coughs> and, you know, they're passing on their businesses to the younger generation and such yeah. a big part of who they are. And, you know, yeah. like it changes family dynamics. Yeah. And one of the things for me was, um, it was actually around succession for my mum was, mm -hmm. you know, eventually she'll want to exit the business. Um, and I don't know when that is I don't know if that's a year or if that's 10 years mm -hmm. um, but I want her to prioritise the best outcomes for her mm -hmm. and when I'm in the picture um, that as, as, as much as she says that she'll make sure that she prioritises her first I'm her son mm -hmm. and she's always going to make decisions at least you know to some extent based on what's best for me Yeah. and if I don't know if I'm going to be there for a year or 10 years then I don't want her to make these grand plans around helping me out if I don't plan on being there. Mm. Um, it's an interesting weight to hold, eh? Have you talked about that with her? Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. So we had really deep um, and thorough conversations about all of this, which was great that I was mm. able to have those conversations and she fully understood. And she agreed as well. She was like, I know that I say that I don't, but you kind of can't help yeah. looking after your son. I'm still there. A baby boy type totally, thing. Totally, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, as much as I don't call her mum in the office, like she, <laughs> yeah. she still is my mum. But yeah, so th there is a whole other weight to working with family that I didn't really appreciate. Um, yeah. And that was my biggest learning was the idea of really understanding the idea of that it is personal. Mm. Yeah. I can just relate. I know this is not my podcast. <laughs> this is not a conversation about me. Um, <laughs> But I can just like deeply relate to that because I worked with my dad in his company for a season. Yeah. And um, yeah, you've got to prioritize your personal relationship, um, but then respect building their business. Um, but even yeah. like not calling them mum or dad in the office, like being like replying to emails with their <laughs> yeah. name, you know, <laughs> feels weird, but you're like, I should probably do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, a, it's a whole nother thing, but the best, best 
learning for learning fast and yeah. making mistakes, um, wanting the best for the company, um, having a touch point into lots of different elements of the company. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that's helped, you know, working uh, with the ITAS now where we work with so many SMEs. Yeah, definitely. I was, you know, on the in the, in the, in the board meeting every week reporting back to the board. Mm, I kind wow. of helped them out with all the directors were still salespeople in the business. Yeah. Um, so they were active in the business. Um, and so they kind of brought me on to take a lot of that um, day-to-day weight off them. So that was, I did a lot around HR and compliance wow. and tech systems and supplier management and a little bit of marketing. Um, and so I was kind of the, um, to a certain extent, the go-to person. If someone had a question about something, they'd ask me wow. um, and they'd flip jobs my way. So it was super varied, super interesting, really good for my career development. You kind of um, learn by fire and learn on the job. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, you know, I've been spat out the other end as a more well-rounded both person and um, employee, mm. I guess, like mm. in terms of uh, my own career development. So mm. it was great that I was able to get kind of two levels of benefit out of that. I got to work with my mum and B, I um, got really good career development out of it. Totally. And it's mm. made you a more rounded marketer as well because you yeah. can go, cool, who are we marketing to? What yeah. do they actually need within <laughs> their business? How do they understand things? What yeah. would make them open an email? You know, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. And the idea that like business owners don't have time, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, trying I'm to get deeply. like, I'm in the office with my mom trying to get her to sign stuff off and she's like, I'm so busy. And I was like, I get it now. <laughs> yes. I get it. I get why they don't open emails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it from both sides. I yeah. like it. It's good. Um, I want to dive into that a little bit about um, your marketing experience, you know, obviously with Trade Me, with family business that we've talked about with the Ice House, what can business owners and leaders do to support their marketing teams more effectively? I think for me, it comes back to uh, trusting them. Mm. Like in theory, you hire good people, let the people that you hire do their job um, and trust them. Um, and give them time to land on their feet and figure things out. Because a lot of marketing is trial and error. Mm. Um, it's trying things and seeing how they work. So as long as you can see incremental improvement, um, then you're heading in the right direction. And it's all well and good, like have KPIs um, and have targets that they need to hit, but give them time. Yeah. For the most part, good marketing doesn't fix things overnight. Mm. It's a process um, and it's a, it's a system and it's about being consistent. Um, and yeah, so back the people that you hire and give them enough time to um, to make an impact. Yeah, and also I guess understand um, your involvement as a leader in the work that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so inherently a lot of marketing is about stakeholder management and expectation management. Um, and it makes it a lot easier as a marketer if the people that you work with respect those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can be upfront and have a discussion about, you know, to what extent do you want to be involved in marketing? Uh, but again, hire good people, let them do good work. Don't tell them what to do because mm. it's no good having yes people. You need yeah. people who are going to suggest things and come up with ideas and execute on them. Yeah, totally. And I like that as well. Ask If there is a conflict there, actually asking the leadership, hey, how much involvement do you want in marketing? Okay, yeah. this is the amount. You know, maybe a bit of compromise needed there, but yep, then also yep. it's super clear. And if someone goes over that line, we can go back to what's discussed. I think that's a really good little nugget of gold there. On the other side, any tips for someone that is heading up marketing 
within an SME and maybe they're just not sure where to start or they've had a bit of a roadblock? Uh, I think don't underestimate the value of a really solid relationship between sales and marketing. Mm. Um, in particular in B2B, sales is where the rubber hits the road and having that really good two-way communication between sales and marketing, A, that can provide you with a whole lot of good insight um, around how what you're doing is landing in market. Mm. Um, but it can also mean that they're willing to trust you and try things. Yeah. Um, and because sometimes it does take that. Um, you know, you've got an idea and you want to execute on it that involves sales because quite often it involves sales. Um, if you don't have that good working relationship, there's no guarantee that they're going to back you or mm. properly try your ideas and then you don't know if they work. Or yeah. you, if they're not given the right amount of attention, you don't know if they're going to um, deliver value. And that might mean that earlier on you need to kind of, for lack of a better word, throw them a bone. Mm. Like do yeah. some stuff that you don't see as um, immediately valuable but sales team really wants. Um, put a bit of time into that and say, I'll just help, help them out here because this is something that they want to do. Mm. Um, and then... You know they'll be they'll hopefully be more willing to help you out when you come asking so that little bit of compromise each way yeah. um listening and talking to the sales team doesn't mean you've got to do everything that they ask yeah um but it means that you'll listen to them you'll consider things you'll help them out a little bit where they need to uh, but then they'll help you out a little bit where you need to as well yeah yeah that's great it's yeah all working as the same team right and that involves yeah. compromise in some areas and standing your ground in others and and we're all working towards the same goal. 100%. So, yeah, know. their success is your success. Yeah, exactly. Um, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Very cool. What for you excites you about the role and and the future of the Ice House as well, where things are heading? I think that the impact doesn't seem to, to waver. Mm -hmm. The value of the program seems to be consistently just always delivering massive outcomes maybe not the outcomes that um owners and leaders expect yeah. like i guess going into an owner manager program or going into a leadership development program very rarely are you going to sell someone on you're going to have a really emotionally charged <laughs> um life-changing experience on this program mm -hmm. but quite often that's the outcome yeah right that's like you you deliver on both things that are going to improve your business um but also um, improve your 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 life mm -hmm. and it's really cool to see that regardless of um, the economic environment or who's in parliament or mm. um, whether or not there's a global pandemic going on that the value of that program doesn't change yeah. it always seems to be relevant and that's so um, so refreshing and, ex and exciting that what we're doing is still delivering such massive value to a um, an underserved section of the economy. Yeah. Um, and uh, absolutely. Yeah, they don't get the radio time that they deserve. Mm -hmm. um, like we always say, they're the engine room of the um, the yeah. New Zealand economy. Yeah. Um, SMEs are, and yeah, it's awesome that we can still continue to deliver so much value to them. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes the people change, and little bits change, but the core thing's still the same. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just so refreshing. Yeah, so true. What's something that you're personally excited to upskill in this year? Um, I'm really excited to get back into the tools of mm. marketing because they change so quickly. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, I, I, being away from being in a sole marketing role for a couple of years, um, I've got to kind of sharpen my knives again, which is great. Um, I'm really enjoying that, getting my kind of head back into the mm. um, into, into the weeds. Um, but then two other things, I'm hoping to get better at the financial side of things. Um, I did financial skills when I was here last time, cool. and I'd love to either do that again or do the financial skills plus course. Great. Um, but then also leadership. So it's something I had a taste of in my last role. Um, and again, I've got a taste of it in this role, and I'd love to do some formal training around establishing good leadership practices as someone who's kind of entering a leadership role mm-hmm. um, and yeah. will continue to do so. Because yeah. I think, again, um, one of my um, values I bring to a company is I'm a pretty hefty people person. I like being around people, mm-hmm. um, and I like making people feel included and heard. Um, and I love working in an environment where everyone's super cohesive. Yeah. Um, so I think I would enjoy um, leaning into that a little bit more this year. Yeah. Um, so I've got... That's exciting. Yeah. I've got my eye on a couple of Ice House programs that I want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you uh, take advantage of that while you work for the Ice yeah, House. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. you got to. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, you, you are such an asset to the team and, yeah, it's pretty cool that you work for a place that you have that sort of training at your fingertips too. Huge, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. We're super fortunate. I want to finish on a bit of a fun one. Um, what's an interesting fact that not many people know or that you just want to share on the podcast about you? The one that I usually go to is uh, that I grew up in the Middle East. Which blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unpack this. Yeah. So Tell us more. <laughs> coming from Taranaki, um, my dad has worked in um, oil and gas for quite a few years. Uh, and so when I was five, we moved to the Middle East along with another couple of Kiwi families mm-hmm. um, and lived there for kind of four years, four and a half years. Whereabouts in the Middle East? In Qatar. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a unique upbringing. So five to about nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember a lot of it? I remember snippets of it. Um, I was probably quite desensitized to it all because I was young and I was like, "This is just normal." Mm. Um, but it was, it was, it was good. I really, um, we got to do lots of travel. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, which was really cool. Um, again, that's why I was best friends with my sister because I went to a new country, mm. um, and we didn't really know anyone for the first kind of three months. Um, and we did lots of traveling together. and But I, then I've, I really appreciate my parents. Their, their, their kind of cutoff was always, we want you to be back in New Zealand for high school. Because yeah. that's when you likely make your good, good friendships. So and true. we want you to be really settled through high school. I've always really appreciated that they did that for us. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it was a, an interesting thing to have, um, have lived through. For sure. Very cool. Yeah. It's a great, interesting fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being on the Ice House podcast. Thank and you for also, having me. Yeah, for sharing your story, your background. It's awesome having you part of the team. It's really cool to be able to sort of tell your story, I guess, to our community and let everyone know that you are part of the team. And, um, yeah, it's it's been awesome. So appreciate your time. Yeah, I'm glad to be at the Ice House and thank you for having me on this. It's been an interesting experience. Nice. First yeah. podcast? First one. Well done. Many more to come. <laughs> <laughs>